Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Wednesday, February 28, 2024, I'm Gianna Volpe. A new map of New York's congressional districts would subtly shift Long Island districts to, in theory, help two Republicans and one Democrat. Yancey Roy reporting on Newsday.com that the new map was outlined in a bill drafted by the Democrat-led uh, state legislature late Monday night and is poised to be approved by lawmakers as early as today. It would give Democrats better chances than they currently have in three districts while trading off territory with Republicans, observers said. Overall, changes were modest. Republicans who floated the idea of challenging the new map were noticeably silent. When details were published yesterday on Long Island, the third congressional district held by Representative-elect Tom Swozy, the Democrat from Glen Cove, uh, would move north and east. Uh, Swozy would lose Republican Rich Massapequa and gain parts of Suffolk County's North Shore, including Huntington, Huntington Station, Cold Spring Harbor, and Lloyd Harbor. The Queens portion of the district essentially remains intact. As measured by the 2020 presidential vote, the district would change from a 54 percent Democrat majority to 56 percent, according to mapping data provided by Center for Urban Research at the City University of New York which has extensively followed redistricting. Moving the third district would trigger other changes, including in the first congressional district held by Representative Nick LaLota, the Republican from Amityville. The first congressional district, including the East End, would lose Lloyd Harbor, Cold Spring Harbor, and Huntington, but pick up Mariches. It would go from 50% Democrat to 49%. Just hours after the the maps went public, Democrat Jim Gogren suspended his campaign to take on Lolota, noting much of his base in Huntington would be, become part of Swozy's district. Overall, the new map would make just minor changes to New York's current one, according to the head of the Princeton gerrymandering project of, of the university. Although Democrats in the legislature control the redistricting process, Princeton's Samuel Wang said the proposed map is not a partisan gerrymander and his group is likely to give it an A. Sorry, I didn't get my coffee. In other news, heating complaints from the licensed cannabis industry, Governor Kathy Hochul said it's high time that social media companies and tech giants such as Google and Meta stop promoting illicit weed dealers on their sites that hurt Legal operators aid the massive black market and deprive New York of tax revenues. Quote, right now, Google and other n- others knowingly allow illegal stores to promote unlicensed products on their platforms. I'm calling them to cease promotion of all illegal shops. Hochul stated yesterday the governor will deliver that message early this afternoon during a scheduled press conference at her Manhattan office, also highlighting her other proposals to crack down on the illicit cannabis operators. The Post on Sunday reported a on a letter that licensed cannabis operators sent to the governor urging her to launch a probe and even consider suing Google, Meta, and others for engaging in false advertising of unlicensed marijuana shops. Carl Campagnol reporting on, uh, or in the New York Post, that the governor will be accompanied by licensed 
cannabis operators and Manhattan business advocates today as she urges lawmakers to back her enforcement agenda as part of the 2024-25 state budget. Here in Southampton, the town is seeking public input following a recent design study presentation before the town board, or I should say over in Hampton Bays, although they are part of Southampton Town. Uh, There's a study by the firm Historical Concepts focused on the downtown business district in Hampton Bays. Tom Gola reporting on 27East.com that the survey is open through tomorrow and follows several meetings held in January between town officials and historical concepts and various Hampton Bays organizations, including uh, the Civic, the Chamber of Commerce, and the Citizens Advisory Committee in Hampton Bays. Residents are encouraged to take the Hampton Bays Conceptual Design Survey, again, closing tomorrow at southhamptontownny.gov. And finally, representatives from the Shinnecock Nation were at Southampton Town Hall last Thursday for a work session with the town board to discuss uh, the nation's plans to build an 11,000-square-foot gas station and travel plaza along the north side of Sunrise in Hampton Bays. Tom Gagola reporting in the Southampton Press that uh, the Shinnecock first conceived of the travel plaza more than six years ago and recently cleared a 10-acre lot out of 100 acres of a tract of land known as Westwood, Westwoods uh, that belong to the Shinnecock, prompting concerns from neighbors and town officials about the clearing of the land where now stands tax, stacks of timber, heavy equipment, and a large pile of wood chips. A Shinnecock Nation plan to potentially utilize Newtown Road as an access point, if necessary, has raised further questions about how that might add more traffic to already congested local roads. Shinnecock Chair Brian Polite told the board he was appearing before the town board to dispel what he said was misinformation about Wes Woods, quote, how we own it, what it means to us, end quote, and presented a slideshow to the board by way of explaining the nation's process and plans for the site, as well as historical claim to the land. Polite noted he was under no obligation to do so and that some of his fellow tribal council members had opposed his appearance before the town board. However, he highlighted uh, the board's recent vote to create a Shinnecock Heritage Day on October 1st in the town of Southampton as a gesture of good faith that the nation would like to build on. Uh, The preferred plan, it looks like, would be to provide for an ingress and egress to the Travel Plaza Plaza directly from Sunrise Highway right near the billboards and the state's rest area, but that would require the Shinnecock utilize uh, the state right-of-way over uh, uh, nation-owned land to connect the plaza to new highway ramps leading to and away from it and presumably approval from the New York State Department of Transportation. Uh, staying in the territory uh, in uh, to read the weather looking like intermittent rain in the Shinnecock Nation today. Cloudy, otherwise with a high near 53 degrees. Windy. The wind's picking up 
quite a bit. South wind, 23 to 28 miles per hour, gusting as high as 45 to, uh, miles per hour tonight. Showers and possibly a thunderstorm before 11 p.m. Then showers likely to continue between uh, 11 p.m. and 1 a.m., some of which could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Low around 30 degrees, wind chill between 20 and 25. Again, very windy. Uh, southwest wind, 21 to 26 miles per hour, becoming northwest after midnight, gusting as high as 50 miles per hour. Be careful today and tonight. Uh, make sure that items on your property are secure and certainly uh, be wary on the roads. Right now, it's 51 degrees. We've got the book edition of The Heart in honor of Brian Mealy and Chris Bianchi of Floyd Memorial Library in Greenport. Uh, joining us at the bottom of the next hour. Lots of music. Till then, McGaw and McGear, Yellow Book, Ashley Coet, White Book, and Eden James, as well as Jimmy Dean with uh, Black Book and Little Black Book in your immediate listening future, kicking off with the monotones right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love. I wonder, wonder who, 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 who wrote the book of
You stand behind the curtain, your ear to the window pane, listening for the secrets in the chatter of the rain. Which cloud has got married? Which one's left his wife? Which winds joined the army? Which one has lost its life? Scandals, you never miss a word, and when the raindrops go away, you write down every word. Which mountain keeps a mistress? Which one's growing old? Which flower is pregnant? Which one's got a cold? You keep a little yellow book and when the windows rattle you eavesdrop and you then record nature's tittle tattle which trees bought a new dress which one's looking pale which rivers run away to see which one's gone to jail One night I took your yellow book and tried to read in vain For who but you can understand the language of the rain The language of the half-century jump forward from that last track. But I'm cutting it. Let's go to Eden James. The black book from All the Good Blank Are Taken of 2021.
I can talk now. I got a little decaf in me, feeling good. Here's a little Jimmy Dean. After Eden James, Little Black Book. Well, my pretty baby just left me this morning, said she didn't want to see me no more. Told me not to call her on the telephone, and never come a knocking on her door. Well, I fumed and I fussed, and I might have cried a little. My head went a spinning around. We'll have another before the sun goes down What my baby didn't know was the same thing Happened not once but a half a dozen times And she didn't realize it with a telephone call I'd have another fickle chicken on the line But every time I leave I do my best to play the part of The lovesick heartbroken clown But with a little bit of luck and my little black book I'll have another before the sun goes down
a thing against a pretty little woman Like her walk and her talk and her smile Been a liking pretty girl since I found it wasn't boys Let me tell you, buddy, that's been quite a while I like the hugging and the squeezing and the kissing and the teasing But don't you let them push me around Cause with a little bit of luck and my little black book We'll have another before the sun goes down Now that little girl's out of telling everybody How she made a big fool out of me But while I'm out tonight a romping and a stomping She'll be watching Dr. Casey on TV So girl, let me tell you better do a little thinking Before you tell your loving man to leave town Cause there's a little bit of luck and a little black book He'll get another before the sun goes down Nice uh, practice run for an all-music book edition of The Heart here on WLIWFM. If there's one you love, a track, a song with book or books in the title, leave us a voicemail, 631-591-7006. This is Julian Burnson. What's the red moon's color for? It's the way it's made. Strange and crazy beauty. Little See book. The pretty yellow door. From the Waffie Town record of 2005. A funny car. Driving round in town on five big wheels. Here on the Heart Morning and Midnight Show, featuring music from all decades and genres. Little book, please let me in. All because of you. Once I hear I'm small, your land is safe and warm to me. The listener supporter. always made me smile. Of Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Being you again for a while. When I grew up, I sometimes saw you are wrong color shining so It took me back in pages gray Through pictures that were worn and raked No one fights and makes unrest All your simpleness is true I'm all a fault you learns from you Apple trees and blue fields stand all your modesty and beauty are playing in your colors of love. You are a pearl for those who see. You open door without the key. Your philosophy so mild and clear. So far from pain and death and fear. Touch of joy in days of gray That I always had to smile When pages turn and pictures change A hole in me you always fill You move me so I bring you in my mind And always will How pretty is that? Julian Benson all right, we're going from little book to open book, the open book section of the set list. Kicking it off with Jose Gonzalez, 
and his 2014 record, Vestiges and Claws. We've got the Rakes, Roger Beck, Cake, and the Love Light Orchestra, all with open book tracks. I feel just like an open book Exposing myself in this neighborhood Talking to people as if I knew the world Thinking that everyone has gone through different kinds of hell Lately I found myself in doubt Asking myself what it's all about doing here what's this leading to what's the point of all without you well i've got promises to keep like a cat i know will land upon my feet each time i fall you won't hear anywhere else you're tuned in to wli wfm listener supported with your donations to wli wfm.org you are not an open book i can't do nothing about that but I'm worried, I'm overdrawn, what am I doing up? Put the witching up. Oh. 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 Cup a book, put down a book, turn on the TV. It's 2am, there's nothing on, I just need something to focus on. Oh. Stop. 
longer you are far from me The more I drift away I didn't see the warning signs I was falling through the cracks Oh works. I'm Roger Beck to Cake. Open book from the Fashion Nugget record of 96. Then we'll go back to 2022 with the Love Light Orchestra.
writing, she's weaving, conceiving a plot. It quickens, it thickens, you can't put it down now. It takes you, it shakes you, it makes you lose your thought. But you're caught in your own glory. You are believing your own stories. Writing your own headlines, ignoring your own deadlines. But now you've got to write them Simple. She ain't got time for love Cause my heart 
From the Love Light Orchestra to the beautiful South. White Violet on deck. And Fairport Convention. It's the book edition of the heart. This is my life and this is how it reads. For every chapter, a thousand memories A murder, a mystery where everybody bleeds A fantasy, a thriller with romance and disease Diary entry 9th of May, 62 We've had some ugly babies, but now we've got <laughs> Diary entry 62, end of May It looks as if the nose and chin are definitely here to stay If you haven't checked it out Southampton Arts Center has a brand new book exhibit. It's all about books at SAC right now. This is my life, and this is how it breathes. A documentary that nobody believes Albert stepped on gun with the breeze Mother played by Peter Beardsley, father by John Cleese Diary entry 68, end of the year The car by Apollo 6 is given the alcohol 11th December 68, Captain's Log Proposed trip to Mars is cancelled due to fog It's due to fog I who wrote the script Terry Miss June In Tales from the Crypt It was going to be a film But the camera person slipped They later found him Scolding a banana A diary entry 10th of April 89 The world has gone mad But me I'm doing fine I'm doing fine Book from 
White Violet to Fairport Convention. You get a little bit of it all here on the Heart Morning and Midnight Show on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. WLI, WFM, news you can trust, music you love. The NPR News Break coming at you in a little less than 10 minutes.
the 1969 record what we did on our holidays that's fairport conventions book song i've got 49 winchester their self-titled record of 2003 book is the track leading you into the npr news break on the book edition of the heart morning and midnight show on wli wfm Stay tuned for some bookish guests, Brian Mealy and Chris Bianchi of Floyd Memorial Library, joining us at the bottom of the next hour here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. All about how much I love you And how much I despise all of the stupid shit you do Stupid shit you do I wanna tell you just what I feel I wanna tell you just what I think Open up my heart and then I'll pour it down the sink Just because I can And when we're a little older Lord, we won't have much to say You'll run off and get married, Lord, and I'll just fade away Just fade away And your husband, he'll be mean Oh, cause he's a big, rich lawyer, man He wears a suit and tie And he's got a weak, feminine hand Small paperwork Yeah, and I get sick of my hometown Yeah, and trying to right my wrongs Catch a great hand down to Texas where I know that I belong Oh, they're just like me there Yeah, I might settle for Bristol Just 50 miles down the road Catch one room down on State Street Lord, A place I can call home Oh, God knows I need a home
Life's like a box of chocolates Oh, cause it always makes me sick Seems like I'm the one who gets the shit in love the stick Most of the time Yeah, so I just write you a rain check Well, you figure yourself out Come back when you know beyond the shadow of a doubt With Long Island local news on Wednesday, February 28th, 2024, I'm Jenna Volpe on WLIWFM. In the waiting months of the Ballone administration, a top Suffolk County official initiated a $75,000 contract for a Huntington Station nonprofit that later named the official its chief executive. Newsday has learned formal paperwork for the county's contract with the Health and Welfare Council of Long Island was initially approved by the county's Department of Social Services on December 21st, 2023, according to a copy of the contract obtained by Newsday. At the time, Vanessa Baird-Streeter was still a deputy county executive. Mark Harrington and Sandra Petty reporting on Newsday.com that weeks later on January 4th, the Health and Welfare Council announced it had selected Baird-Streeter as president and CEO from a list of more than 60 applicants. Baird-Streeter, 55, started in her job on February 5th. Suffolk County mailed a fully executed contract to the council on February 6th. Language in the contract earmarks more than $70,000 of the $75,000 contract award to salaries and benefits to the agency, including $10,000 for a to-be-determined chief executive whose total salary was listed as $200,000 when the contract was drawn up. Baird Streeter told Newsday her hiring and the contract were unrelated, noting the Bologna administration included the $75,000 funding in its October 11th recommended budget for 2024. Baird Streeter said her aim in initiating the contract was to address the lag by Suffolk County in processing SNAP benefit applications, which is the council's primary mission. In other news, Adam Potter, whose previous proposals for mixed-use developments of property he owns on Bridge and Rose Streets in Sag Harbor, have drawn intense opposition. Uh, that have drawn intense opposition has gone back to the drawing board. Stephen J. Coates reporting on 27East.com that earlier this month he submitted plans for a scaled-back development of the site that would consist of a three-story building with seven. 1,935 square feet of non-retail commercial space on the first floor and 44 apartments, 14 of which would be set aside as affordable on the upper two floors. The total size of the building would be 61,155 square feet and 44 parking spaces would be provided in a ground floor parking garage. Unlike two earlier proposals, which would have made Use of five separate lots totaling 1.4 acres. The current design would use only two parcels, 
totaling just under one acre. The former Dodds and Eater building at 11 Bridge Street and a house at 7 Bridge Street. Three other parcels on Rose Street, which Potter had initially included in his development plans, have been dropped from the proposal and put up for sale. Each of those lots have houses that are listed as contributing structures in the village's historic district. Their removal or raising would have required variances and the approval of the Sag Harbor Village Board of Historic Preservation and Architectural Review. Potter said the changes he has made show he's been trying to work with his critics to achieve an acceptable outcome. Quote, I'm listening to what people are saying and I'm making accommodations, he said this week, uh, adding if they don't like it, it's really because they don't want affordable housing, end quote. And finally, seniors on much of Long Island who receive New York's basic star exception exemption have until this coming Friday, March 1st, to apply for an enhanced program that could save them thousands of dollars more on their property taxes per the state Department of Taxation and Finance. But I believe if you're already receiving that star exemption, they should automatically upgrade you. Uh, Chris Kahn reporting on Newsday.com that New York's star program helps homeowners pay for property taxes in the form of credits or exemptions. The benefit increases for residents 65 and older. In some localities, the enhanced credit or exemption can be double the basic benefit. The Friday deadline applies only to those who already have uh, a star exemption. If you've if you're already receiving a star tax credit, you don't need to apply for the enhanced benefit. As mentioned, the tax department will upgrade you if eligible. Tax officials urge seniors to check with their local assessor's office for details on how to apply. Uh, reading the weather in Greenport in honor of Brian Mealy and Chris Bianchi joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about Floyd Memorial Library and also Chris's podcast, uh, Looking Like Showers Likely Today in Greenport, Cloudy Otherwise with a high near 52 degrees, Breezy with a south wind 18 to 20 miles per hour, gusting as high as 40 miles per hour, uh, definitely want to make sure your property uh, is contained and secured tonight. Showers and possibly a thunderstorm before 11 p.m. tonight. Then showers likely between that time and 1 a.m., 11 and 1. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Low around 31 degrees. Wind chill between 20 and 25 degrees. Again, that southwest wind, 22 to 24 miles per hour, becoming Northwest after midnight could gust as high as 46 miles per hour. Right now it's 49 degrees. Bunny hopping past Blonde and Gustav, their book tracks, getting into the books, the multiple books uh, section of the set list. Again, this is a practice run for an all-music edition of The Heart. So if there is a track you love with book or books in the title... You can let us know about it with a little voicemail, 631-591-7006. You may hear your name on a future edition of The Heart and your request. Um, Where are we going? Ashtray Hearts, Johnny P, and Faith Prince. Uh, That song from the Man of No Importance musical. 
Toy Cars, and Easy Giant. If we have any time, after that, we'll see what happens. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Ashtray Hearts, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Stay until it sings As we keep from being found It's just you and me And what comes along Say hollow ground Weeks that we stayed in There were books and weight and wine and long nights with nothing left but sleep and a worried mind and if they break us down Sitting closer to you, loud stereotype dude, baggy jeans with his crew. He walks past and smiles at you, thinking we are the same. Life in a game, so don't judge a book by its cover. Cause the cover won't get you very far. Don't judge a book by its cover. It's the pages that tell you. Trying to catch his flight Random, pat down These 
in his room. Books. Hundreds of books under lock and key. Well, there it is. Books. They're at the root of it. Books. You know they're dangerous. All that junk piled up in your flat. Here have some more. Not only that, he kooks. Revolting foreign things. Kooks. Can you imagine it? Plates of stuff with parsley on top. Here, let me pour. I'll have a drop. But books. It is unnatural. Just think how bad it looks. To peek through the crack and meet with a stack of books. By rights, Mr. Kearney. Alfie should be married and out of the house. My sentiments exactly. And then it'll just be us, Mr. and Mrs. William Carney. Ah, Lily, I wouldn't stay out of the house. If it was me, I'd be home at five with some chops or liver or ham. 
and every single Sunday we'd have lamb. Lamb. We'd take a stroll watching people pass and at mass we'd share the same pew. Oh, that's what I'd like to do. Ah, Lily. Don't lose your head, not till he's wed. Some days I wonder where he got such queer and foreign ways. He got it from all the smut that he reads. You know where smut eventually leads. His oh manly God. impulses all bottled up. Well, that's why the poor sod cooks. The, the man needs a wife to ruin his life, not books. Books. It's the books edition of the heart. Uh, all in honor of two things. It's all about books at Southampton Arts Center, which I haven't gotten to see yet, but I I saw some pictures and it looks fabulous, as well as our guests this morning, Brian Mealy and Chris Bianchi. Did I say that right? Yeah. Of Floyd Memorial Library in Greenport. They're joining us in just a few minutes. In the meantime, enjoy this track. This is Books by the band Toy Cars from their Sleeping Patterns EP of 2016 here on the Heart Morning and Midnight Show, featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener, supporter, donating to the same place you can stream us, WLIW.org slash radio. We'll be back.
Something a little different for you. Toy cars leading you to the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour, a little after 1 o'clock. If you're listening to the replay, very excited about our Wednesday works and Wednesday wisdom. I do one uh, guest, albeit two, because I have them both in the studio with me today. But this edition of The Heart, underwritten by Guildhall and LTV Studios. Deep bow to all of our underwriters uh, helping us stay here doing the thing we love to do for all of you and with all of you together. Very excited to welcome into the WLIWFM studio Brian Mealy and Chris Bianchi of uh, Floyd Memorial Library in Greenport. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. So this is uh, this is our reschedule. Yes. Because. <laughs> For and we never found out why it happened. I think that was the morning that I broke out in hives. That's fine. That's, that's <laughs> this is mu- the right time it's we should too, be here. It's too much information for all of you out there. <laughs> but that's what happened to me. I turned into a dinosaur, and I was not allowed to leave. Ryan did not let me. Mm. I was like, just let me go. I'm fine. It's only me. I'm glad you took care of yourself. Uh, you know what? We need you. You know what? I'm so grateful. To be here, and I'm so grateful to have both of you in the studio. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, Brian, y- you do a lot. <laughs> do you have a like have a lot of different hats you wear or have worn? Or you could say like the this spinning is our of- first time yes. meeting. And I just I just want to say it's an honor to be with you with Heart of the East End. You are the Heart of the East End. Thank you for looking after our beloved community. Thank you for bringing us together. There are so it's many things that separate us, and your show brings us together. I love to hear you say that. I, I've told you, my sister Kim, who's listening, and her friend Carol, they admire how you read the news, your news reading ability. Hey, you, stop you it. just are admired, and I'm honored to be with you, and it's honored to have Chris here to represent Floyd Memorial Library. You know what? And I want to say, uh, you, the... The landscape, the internet landscape, and like I call it comment culture, mm-hmm. is so toxic, right? And so scary, and can be so uh, disheartening. You, Brian, are like a light. Thank you. You're always putting love out there, and I can't tell you how much uh, that and, means to me. And just to say what you said. That's the only way I know to push back. That's how my parents raised yeah, me. That that's a beautiful thing. Love can is the only thing that can scooch out the other stuff. Or being a light pushes out oh, the oh. darkness. And we have to be an example for one another. Oh, now we got to bring up that great Martin Luther King mm-hmm. quote, right? Driving out uh, darkness. Let's see. Uh-uh-uh. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So if you believe that, then just talking to your listeners, what are what is that what is our corresponding action to that? Right. You can't just listen to that and not do anything. Right. So Again, I'm honored to be here to talk about the things that we've done. I'm certainly honored to be here about what we've done through our community for through Floyd Memorial Library. And we literally are a community library in the middle of our community. So we honor that uh, position 
And there's so much trust that's given to the community for our community libraries. And it's not just Floyd. It's Southold. It's Mattituck. It's Riverhead. All, all, all the, the libraries. libraries. Mm-hmm. Rogers yes. Memorial. We just, you know, we went through like a grand tour driving in. It was such a nice drive in. Came coming out on the ferry safely. It just was a nice drive. Despite the inclement weather, the fa- we had sunshine in our hearts. So it just was nice oh. to drive out today. Oh, my gosh. These are all the things like, and, and by the way, I call it uh, Thumper's mom. Thump, yes. That, that rule. <laughs> like when I'm out and about and I'm reading, you know, on forums or whatever, and I'm like, is the thing that I have to add to this conversation, you know, is it kind? Right. Mm. Is it, you know, is it necessary? Or, you know, can we just scroll on and let it go right. and, and let people live? And, it, you know, for me, just like you said, I have many hats in the community. Yeah, tell, tell us some of them. Well, I'm, on the, I'm honored to be a representative on the South Hole Town Board. I'm also an elected— what, uh, So what does that mean? Well— Of, for, uh, of what? Of South Hole, uh, So I'm a board member on South Hole Town. So I'm re- basically— So you're on the board. Yep. And I have five under uh, court. So I work with Al Krupski, who's our supervisor— and it's an honor to work with him. You know, I call What's him. What's it like having having Al come down from the county at well, this point? It, it felt like uh, very, it felt like a, a sort of a natural. Yes. Because with Scott. Despite leaving. his county duties, Al was always present in our community. Yeah. And I call him the great North Fork statesman. And I say the great North Fork statesman has come home again. So just that's, too that's much. That's pretty. Uh, uh, Apt. Yes. Uh, so sum up of what he happened. has coached us up. All the relatively young electeds. He'll call us. I'll tell my sister Kim. Al Krupski called me. Blah 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 blah. She's like, Al Krupski, what did he say? So, just his kindness and um, and I tried to do this, looking for opportunities that include others. It's not just about him. And he really exemplifies that. He creates opportunities to bring other people's he expertise. He certainly in. is someone in in what's been going on on the East End at large and certainly on the North Fork as things have been changing very much. You grew up out here, Brian? I grew up in Madison. Okay. Yep. So, so you know what I'm talking yep. about. And so uh, for Al to be there from this legacy farming family who very much understands the way of the North Fork and the way right. – Things have been. Um, it's it, it's it's a sort of a, uh, um, a a static piece in a in a very changing right. landscape. Someone who really right. understands and just looking, what the North Fork is, right. is about. And then I'm so interested in our collective vision of what the of where we're going. What the um, appropriate future is right, and you know we talk about growth. Growth, growth is inevitable, but are you doing it smartly? Mm-hmm. Are you aware of the issues like flooding? Al's working on a flooding plan right, with our which highway superintendent and with our uh, engineer Michael Collins. They're trying to develop, you know, which areas of our township flood. What's the flood plan? I'm what's so the glad escape they're route? looking so, at it, yeah. especially in the wake of what's been going on, and right. certainly what we saw. In Montauk, which now has beach again, right? Mm. I saw. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but this is a a big moment. Right, we're on the verge of some pretty big change. Mm-hmm. When you see what's going on in Riverhead, right, up on Sound Avenue, and and what's being considered, um, and certainly what's being considered as right. well in Southold. Uh, there's a lot. You've 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 had a lot of people yes. in town hall lately. Yes, and it's just an honor to interface with the public. 
It's an honor to be People in the res- care. Yes, and the restorative nature of developing trust with the community. Yeah. Outreaching to our civics who are very engaged, the North Fork civics as a whole, but then in each township in each village has their own civic to know each person and to know what their individual needs are throughout the different civics and the educational aspect of we're learning together. Mm-hmm. I don't know everything. I freely admit mm-hmm. I don't, you know, maybe the beginning None of, of all knowledge is saying we don't know anything. And we have to, on our human journey, be open to learning. And certainly that's been my perspective, learning with Al, with Greg Dorosky. always very, very refreshing. We have such a dream team. Jill Doherty, Judge Evans from Fishers Island, Dr. Ann Smith. It really is like a who's who of our community. And we really have just what you said, the heart of the East End, your motto. We really have the heart of what our folks need, the heart of Southold. So I take that to heart that... There's a lot of people counting on us. It's nice to hear uh, from elected officials who really who really feel uh, that it's the people and right. it's what the people want that matters. Right. I also really appreciate your glasses. They're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So what now, other? What it's other... a funny story. I broke my glasses. These are readers that we give out at the library. So oh. the library has many things to offer. We have yeah. free glasses if you forget your glasses in the car at home. So these are the readers that we have bought for people just coming in the library so that I they can- I love the so... libraries. Like you know, the, the, the programs, the projects, yep. the- the, the things that are the 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 resources mm-hmm. it's just it's really a beautiful thing so wait before before we get into the library what else are we missing so you're on the town board so eastern suffolk boces board and we're reviewing our budget now it's a very important time where eastern suffolk boces helps keep education regional education costs low and we continue to do that and we provide additional services that school districts for example if you have special education needs and you have a small school you can, Eastern Suffolk BOCES does and will support you. I'm excited to talk about, there's a, um, a woodworking um, shop at Mattatuck High School. For years, the space was was uh, fallow, but it's now alive and students will learn woodworking and amongst awesome. others. So just proud, to, we talk about the needs of Suffolk County and the workforce, just proud to be uh, in that august body of regional educational leaders trying to make sure our young people are prepared for the job market, getting them the skills that we do advocate in Albany. And get the the education that they need uh, and that they might not have otherwise been able to afford. And then there's a college option, but what's the alternative when you're when your hands are your work, right? We need plumbers. We yeah, need I mean, mechanics. Well, that's so, the. I yeah. think that's the thing is that you know what, the the mindset that we were raised right. with, which was go to college. Right. That's it. Uh, it college costs are are not only uh, prohibited, right. prohibitive yep. to some, but uh, unnecessary. Right. So many young people have gotten their. Um, what they need from BOCES and have started their own business and their cohorts are saddled with student debt and they have a successful business where they're looking for another person to add on to their plumbing or mechanic business. So it really is a blessing to be part of that, to understand what the needs are and to be filling the needs. And we have such a great agency of instructors and an agency where um, our new COO, David Wicks, is just on the ball. So we just... You know, we're firing on all cylinders, so it just... Love to hear it. To be part of it, you know, the small part that I have as a board member, just to make sure that we're on the right track and we are um, um, 
particularly focused on the diversity and inclusivity, and we're living that. It's not just something that we say. It's through all our buildings and BOCES. Amen. And I'm proud to be a part of that. So. I love it. How long have you been with BOCES? I was elected 2018. I'm up for re-election, actually. So oh. I hope that the districts return <laughs> oh, me. Well. And that's not a given. So I hope I did well where I get returned. Well, you know, good thing we're not too close to yes. the election. <laughs> Otherwise, I would, I would, uh, this would have been inappropriate of me. Yes, but it's a while off. Make sure that you are uh, familiarizing yourself with all the candidates. Yes. Uh, this is just, this is but one. And if you are one of the candidates, you are certainly welcome to come on with me for equal time. Right. Uh, and essentially, it's just being returned to the office. It's very, it's the politics of that is, it's not, is not, is really non-existent. It's just. Oh, I like to yeah, hear that. Yeah, so, but I it's like just um, a formality to say, you know, did we do good with our term? And then should we be sustained? And the 51 school districts vote on that. Hey, yeah. so w getting back to the library, how long have you been with them? 15 years and counting, proudly. Oh, my goodness. And I used to have my little lapel pin. I have many lapel pins. but What, I used what to... made you decide to join, to join the team? You know, from an early age, service has been important to my family. My mom was kind of my... Um, you know, mentor in terms of community activism. So as, at a young age, I was in 4-H and I was a Cub Scout and, you know, always trying to be what are the concerns of the community. And my mom would help us do like can drives for the people oh, of so need. Oh, so she raised you to be civic minded. Yes, my mom, Dorothy. So she's no longer with us. I miss oh, her a so lot. Sorry. But just the lessons of what she taught us, my dad as well, you know. Can you talk a bit more about Dorothy, if you, you don't know, mind? Speaking of, you know, we one of the original things I was on when the previous time was African American history. My mom was a local African American history aficionado. She did local history. She wrote two books that are in the Library of Congress. She was Stop involved it. with the church. What so, are what books? Um, a matter of talk and meet the seniors. Okay. And she was working on other projects that um, are still, you know, in our archives. So just that uh, fidelity to the community. That Beautiful. every voice is important, and we talk about African American history, and I declaratively say African American is American history, a Amen. but we're not quite there yet. So, and then you know, there's Women's History Month coming up. Right. You know, we know that women are part of our country and and the fabric. And if we just subtracted what the um, evidence and the work that they've done, nothing probably would be in existence. But there wouldn't be people. We don't really look at it that way. We have First to. All, right. We look at it in such a you know abstract way sometimes. But yes. To when you really weigh the contributions of women, you know, nothing could be done without women if you really look at it. Yeah. So true. that is just to acknowledge that that. There are reasons why we have whatever the particular month is, and it is important, but that we have to come to a term where it's just accepted, understood, educated knowledge. So I'm working toward that, but it's still a work in progress. Yeah, it certainly is. But just indebted to both my parents for teaching me the love of community and that to freely give without recompense is something that is sacred. And I kind of have tried to transfer that understanding to my work in the library Same. to my benefit i'm not just being helpful people have been helpful to me and you think you're being helpful but in some ways the community is helping you and i have been greatly helped by it's it. got to be symbi yeah. it's symb it's got to be symbiotic for yeah. it to really work and fire on all cylinders and it's rejuvenating just what you said about being the light i want to be in the light i don't want to walk in the darkness because you stumble and you bump into things and you fall down and that happens in our lives but 
I've mostly walked in the light, and I'm proud to be a light it's, and to it's spread like, it. It's, you know? it's always, a, like you said, it's a work in progress, and it's something where you've got to keep moving toward. Yep. Right? And it's 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 uh, it's not, it's not a process. It's something that uh, you got to work on every day. Like, gratitude's really big to me. Right. And that's something that it's not like, oh, you know, I did gratitude lists right. every day for, for several years. And then I stop. It's not like, oh, I'm done now. Right. You gotta, you gotta keep uh, doing that to re- refresh your perspective and to keep yourself. I really there. am with the things that I've done. I know I couldn't have done it without the support of my family and my coworkers, like Chris at Floyd Memorial Library. Um, we have a relatively new director, Ellen Nasto, who's firing on all cylinders. She's almost come to her year. It will be a year next month. So I just, Happy you know, I'm glad Chris can join us and he's doing things I in know, the community. I know, I was going to say, speaking of works yes. in progress, so or, or uh, that's not even a, a really apt term for what's going on. You started a podcast, right? Yes. Floyd, is it called the Floyd Memorial Podcast? Floyd Memorial Library Podcast. Podcast. Yes. And talk about, um, you know, uh, starting this thing. Uh, who you've had on so far? Uh, tell tell us everything. Sure, uh, and I've been at the library for a little over a year as the adult service did, and yeah, reference. What, so, so tell us more about you, Chris. Where did where? How did you come to the library? Did you grow up on the North Fork as well? No, I, I grew up in New Orleans. Oh, very cool. So I've kind of been all over. My parents grew up on Long Island, over in Smithtown and Holbrook. Well, we love Nola. But I grew, but they moved to New so, Orleans. So, oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, so they, oh, wait. So your parents grew up on Long Island. What part? Holbrook, Smithtown. Okay. And then they, when did they move to New Orleans? Um, what a cool decision. I think 1992. Okay. Um, and I had my, my family farm was right outside in uh, Gonzales. Oh wow. Oh. And uh, so, how so? How long did you live there? I lived there all the way up until uh, Hurricane Katrina, where we had to evacuate. And what was that like? Well, it was it was definitely we weren't really sure what mm-hmm. was going to happen, and we had evacuated so many times before and would bring stuff, but this time we decided to leave everything behind. Oh and my just, goodness! I thought I would go back to school in a day oh or two. Oh my God, that's awful! So we we. We I imagine the, you did you lose everything? Yes, we, we lost everything. I'm so the, sorry. Yeah. And we weren't sure what to do, but then we had family up in East Mauritius, my aunt and uncle, and they said, Oh, you can come mm. and live with live by us. And I ended up going to East Mauritius Middle School for one year. Was it was it a good experience? What was it? It was it was a it was a good experience. I was kind of. I mean, you were in a very traumatic period and a lot going on. How old were you? Um, I was in eighth grade. On top of it, you were in eighth grade. So I can't. I think I might have been fourteen. So this this is a a completely life shattering and then reforming like this very much Mm -hmm. affected. who and how you became a person. Yes, it's and I really didn't think about it too much at that time. I was just trying to acclimate to a new school and right. people were just saying, "Oh, we have a we have a refugee from 
Katrina, I was the only one from, and they gave me a award for perseverance and they were really welcoming. And, but I just wasn't sure what really happened. And uh, like, it kind of hit me more like Mm. six years later where I was like, what happened to all my stuff? And wow, I, I've gone back two or three times, but it's definitely a, um, an interesting experience. Especially, oh. it's it's certainly from a young age. It teaches you something that takes people uh, forever. Or they, you know, you learn. Um, it, it's like I don't know. Is it the val? Not the value of stuff, but that it can all go away. Mm-hmm. And what the you know what they talk about, like the the really important things in life, mm-hmm. and that you know we put all this importance on physical things mm-hmm. but uh things life is impermanent so that's like a that's a major major lesson to get so young mm-hmm. and to have it forced on you and to not know it's coming mm-hmm. yes def- definitely um yeah it just was really thinking back now it it definitely was a um just uh, I guess thinking back, it was definitely more traumatic in some ways. Mm-hmm. But at the time, as a, a young kid, I'm just keep moving forward and right. Um, right. start fresh. Right. Even just I was thinking all about uh, right after, like, oh, I got to do my homework and all this. And it's like, isn't it amazing? I don't have to. I've, how how kids, mm-hmm. you know, they're just they're in the moment. They're just trying to to survive and and like you said move forward because you, you you don't even know like because mm-hmm. you you're just in the moment mm-hmm. that's an amazing thing mm-hmm. how do you th- do you think that that experience has informed your work with the library and with the the podcast itself do you think that some of it uh, this this loss do you think that it's um it contributes to your interest in being an archivist mm-hmm. into archiving people's stories and uh, places like the library where we're archiving human knowledge. Yes, definitely. Um, I've always had a love for libraries at, with my parents um, getting me introduced to libraries as a young kid. But in terms of um, arch- archiving and the podcast, I think I was always interested especially after i think just hearing stories of people and needing to preserve information everyone has a story to Mm -hmm. tell um and just i mean it really started for the podcast here when i was volunteering at the sterling historical society in greenport and just hearing stories i was like this needs to be um uh, archived or recorded because a lot of this information is going to get lost so right Amen. And I was thinking more oral history, but I wanted to kind of balance it with more contemporary information and events. So it's kind of a hybrid. So I kind of talk about the past, but I also bring in the present and the future to kind of round it out with each individual and what their perspective is and story on what it was like for them growing up and what they think about the future and that's incredibly important, comprehensive work, mm-hmm. and I'm very grateful to you uh, and to the entire 
at Floyd Memorial Library for, mm. for getting involved in this project and growing such a project. Uh, we can find it on Instagram. Where can we find the Floyd Memorial Library podcast? It's on YouTube, okay. uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Amazon, iHeartRadio. You just type in Floyd Memorial Library podcast and there'll be um, – there's 14 episodes now up. and That is blows my mind. Good for you because I imagine you're doing it by yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How many are you editing? Share. I'm kind of have a backlog of third over thirty. To I edit, am so. so impressed and so appreciative. I don't know how he does it. I do. I know. <laughs> so, but I I can't thank you enough. I'm so grateful to meet you. We're gonna play. We're gonna play some music uh, to lead folks into the end of the books edition of the Heart Morning and Midnight Show. We've got the Dum Dee Das. Um, the head in the heart. Oh, that's Let's a good see. Group. And um, oh, mm, 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 mm. you know what? I'll play upside down cat library books as well as and and thank from the bottom of the heart of the East End, Brian Mealy and Chris Bianchi, as well as our underwriters, uh, Guild Hall and LTV Studios. Uh, also giving a huge shout. Out to Floyd Memorial and all of the libraries, all our libraries in Suffolk County uh, beyond. Thank you. It's been an honor, Gianna. It is Thank you. Thank you so an much. honor, a, pr- a pleasure, a privilege. Uh, I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Brian Mealy and Chris Bianchi. These are the Dum Dee Das and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Powered by your donations to WLIW.org slash radio. Well, it's been, it's been such a long time. With these clouds.
high school wrestling. Sandwich. I don't like high school wrestling. No.